There are growing calls from the people of Myanmar and human rights groups all around the world that the international community have to get more involved in the situation there. And there are growing calls for the UN Security Council to have a direct intervention in Myanmar, where accusations of human rights uh, atrocities and, as we've been witnessing, violent crackdowns on democracy protesters by the military junta. The problem is the Security Council has not even been able to come up with a statement condemning the coup or the killing of hundreds of civilians because of the veto-wielding power nations China and Russia. So to find out what can be done uh, from the international perspective, we're pleased to be joined by the University of Otago's inaugural sesquicentennial distinguished chair and honorary professor of the New Zealand Defense Command and Staff College, Trentum, Professor Robert Patman on the line. Hello. Oh, good morning. Hi. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, what is the latest that we know in terms of uh, the uh, the protests and the ensuing crackdowns in Myanmar? Well, it's been reported in the last 24 hours that uh, protests in the northwest of the country led to the death of 11 people and another 20 being injured. And what was a bit of a departure with this particular incident was not just the killings, but also, the, there was evidence that protesters were beginning to equip themselves with uh, low-grade firearms and other forms of protection. So I suppose the situation that many of us fear is that gradually we may be seeing the protesters moving from peaceful protest to taking up some sort of armed resistance, which mm. could result in civil war. Yeah, it- so uh, there is a fundamental question here, and, and we know that there have been calls for intervention. Uh, in your view, do you feel the international community, whether it is under the auspices of the UN and the Security Council or through some other means, uh, there does need to be some intervention? Yes, I don't think the world can remain indifferent or turn the other cheek to a situation where the military have basically overthrown a democratically elected government. Um, the military, of course, have traditionally enjoyed a great deal of power in Myanmar, and uh, they were possibly alarmed by the landslide victory of Miss C. Chu, because that may have resulted in a further squeezing of the military by a government with a very broad political mandate. But uh, I do think um, the, the United International Community needs to indicate and in, in the clearest possible way to the military authorities that their behavior is unacceptable and they will face consequences. Um, so far, that hasn't really happened for the reasons you indicated in your introduction. The United Nations Security Council, which formally has responsibility for maintaining peace and stability, um, really has not met its responsibilities. Is this the bottom line, Professor, that you can have all of the condemnations, criticisms from groups, from countries, you can have economic sanctions, but um, they will basically, short of any direct intervention, not have any effect on the junta's determination to to maintain their grip on power. And regardless of how long-term that situation goes, where you continue to have demonstrations, you can continue to have condemnations outside, you continue to have economic sanctions. Uh, really, none of that will uh, change the situation on the ground as you see it? No, I don't agree with that. Um, I think these protests are really hurting the military regime. Mm. 
Uh, over 600 people, unfortunately, have died. Mainly peaceful protesters have died, and that's appalling. Uh, but there's no signs that mo most people in Myanmar, particularly young people, are absolutely opposed to what's happened. And the country, economically, is not functioning well. And so, in a sense, uh, the, and there are signs of splits amongst the military because of the popular resistance uh, by many people. Mm. Uh, that's putting pressure on the military. After all, members of the military will have family members who are part of the public who may be opposed sure. to you know, the imposition of power by the military elite. So uh, I, what, I, I, what I do agree with what you said is that there does need to be more concerted action to increase the costs for the military of what they've done. They're losing the battle of ideas. They're losing hmm. international support and national support. But I think they do need some uh, powerful actions taken against them. Well, it, do you foresee any feasibility that that could happen under the auspices of the UN Security Council uh, with China and Russia? It, it does feel like it, it would be pretty difficult at this stage to convince them to, to, to go along with anything. And it does feel like the appetite, the political will for any unilateral intervention by any outside group, including and especially the United States, where um, because of... Uh, events in decades past, uh, there just really isn't any any appetite uh, uh, for any type of uh, foreign inf intervention of this kind. Um, what do you foresee could be a way that there could be some intervention? Well, there is a, um, there is a political commitment called the Responsibility to Protect, which was endorsed by all members of the United Nations in 2005, and that, was, that, con that commitment was entered into to address concerns such as preventing genocide, war crimes, ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. And at least one of those issues has probably occurred in Myanmar, crimes against humanity. So theoretically, it would be possible for members of the General Assembly to press for that convention to be invoked. Um, but I think your points about the, the lack of the dysfunctionality of the UN Security Council is absolutely correct. I personally do not believe the military would have taken this action had they not got some sort of green light from the authorities in China that this action was acceptable. Right. So I have no illusions that the UN Security Council will be able to act as one in relation to this crisis. What can be done? I think the Biden administration and other liberal democracies around the world should act in a concerted fashion. This may consist firstly of very tightly targeted sanctions against the individuals in the military regime. They know who they are, and uh, they could make their life quite difficult. The other thing that Biden could, uh, the Biden administration could do is apply diplomatic pressure bilaterally across a range of countries which are basically ambivalent. Uh, the Armed Forces Day, which was held not so long ago, a number of countries, such as Thailand, India, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Laos, and Pakistan, all attended that event. Mm. And they seem to be reasonably comfortable with what's happening in Thailand. And I think other liberal democracies should make it quite clear that this is uh, unacceptable. Uh, they will be prepared to take targeted sanctions against 
the elites who've orchestrated this action, and they will also support action led by the United States um, against those countries which basically are giving tacit support to what's happened. That, that leads us then to ASEAN, uh, are, are, and we got less than a minute left. Um, how, do you, how should they approach this issue? There's been some disappointment. They haven't been as forthcoming on pressuring Myanmar as uh, people would have hoped. I think you're absolutely right, and I think many members of ASEAN subscribed to quite a restricted view of sovereignty. They see sovereignty as basically the sovereignty of those in power. And I think what Myanmar's doing is showing in quite stark terms that sovereignty has to be interpreted more broadly. Sovereignty should be a contract between the authorities and the population at large. And if the authorities have broken their part of the bargain, which is to protect the people they preside over, then they have forfeited the right to claim that they are sovereign. Um, So we're seeing a a division in the international community between those who have those different views of sovereignty. Professor Robert Patman, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you very much. That was Professor Robert Patman addressing the situation in Myanmar and the question of international intervention. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in the second hour of the program after another check of traffic and weather.